The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter, beginning with verse 17. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's so good to be with you all this evening. I can so very clearly remember the first time that I heard this passage from Luke. I was in El Salvador with a group from a church in Minnesota who was visiting their sister church in El Salvador. And they were learning about the history and the current reality of the Central American country. And each evening, we would gather in small groups and we would reflect on a scripture passage and we would reflect on what we had seen and heard and experienced that day. And one evening, we read this passage from Luke. I had most certainly heard these words before that time, but this was the first time that I really heard these words. And when I really heard them, they wrecked me. This teaching from Jesus wrecked me that night because in El Salvador, I had seen the terrible reality that Jesus names in these words. There are people who are devastatingly poor, there are people who are starving and people who are treated as if they aren't human. And this came into conflict with knowing that I am not poor. I am not hungry. I have not wept anything close to what these Salvadorans have wept. People have not really hated me or excluded me or refiled me. And so I desperately tried to work out that evening what these words meant for me. Did it mean that since life had been pretty good for me that I was eventually destined for suffering or punishment? Did this mean that I didn't have God's favor? I even questioned everything that I thought I knew about my salvation. And what happened to the Jesus who was just about loving people? That was the Jesus I thought I knew. These words got my attention that night. I was shocked and disturbed. It's an understatement to say that these are uncomfortable words. 
especially for those of us who are rich or full, happy, and well-liked. And it's really tempting to try to explain away these words, to try to reduce or amend these words so that they're just a little bit easier to hear and digest. Perhaps Jesus was just exaggerating to make a point, or he was maybe talking figuratively when he spoke these words. But the truth is that these are harsh words. And the original disciples and the crowd who would have heard them also would have been equally shocked and disappointed to hear Jesus' teaching. The world is indeed not as it should be. Jesus calls us to notice and acknowledge the ways in which injustice continues to run rampant in our world. And Jesus proclaims that he is bringing about a different world. What Jesus teaches here is so difficult and impossible and uncomfortable that we will do anything to try to avoid the harsh reality of what he is speaking. Those of us who are wealthy by the world's standards will need to change our ways in order for God's reign to be good news for us. Being rich distances us from God and makes it difficult to follow what God calls us to do. And I'm hesitant to say more because I don't want to soften Jesus' words. Because as harsh as they are, they are filled with truth. Truth about our current reality and truth about the world that Jesus came to bring about. But I will say more because I cannot leave you without good news. And I do believe there is good news to be heard in this passage, even if it's not easy news to hear. It's important to consider the context here. These words that Jesus teaches are not disconnected from everything that he has just done. He has just prayed all night and then chosen his 12 disciples. And then he is spending, spending time healing and casting out demons, cleansing people. These are the first words that Jesus actually speaks as he teaches people in Luke. And I imagine that the disciples here are questioning what the heck they just got themselves into as they hear these words. Jesus tells the people who have gathered his new followers what the kingdom of God looks like. And it's not at all what the people imagined or what they hoped for. And if we're honest with ourselves, it's not at all what we hoped for. But it is indeed what we need, what the world needs. The other important detail here is that Jesus spoke these words on a plane, on a level place. Jesus came down and stood with the people who had gathered to hear him teach. Jesus came into our messy, chaotic world, and he cast his lot with us. And then, as Jesus stood before this crowd, he raised his eyes up to look at the people. Imagine what it must have been like for these disciples and the crowd gathered to have Jesus look up at them, to look into their eyes. And Jesus really sees them for who they are. For many of these people, this might have been the first time 
that anyone actually acknowledged their humanity. And then Jesus says these incredibly uncomfortable words. These words are challenging, and they push us and the crowd out of our comfort zone. And yet, I also imagine that Jesus communicated a lot with his eyes as he looked at the people before him. Based on the fact that Jesus just showed so much love and compassion in the way that he healed and cleansed the people, I imagine that this love and compassion continued as he taught them. But the love and compassion that Jesus showed does not diminish the fact that Jesus very specifically names his concern for the poor and his commitment to turn the world upside down. Jesus looks at them and shows them that he expects them to follow, to work with him to bring about a more level playing field for all people. Jesus comes down on our level and is with us works with us and promises to be with those who are poor and hungry and those on the margins. And Jesus promises to be with those who are rich and those who are filled. And Jesus' words call us to join in the work, to join in the work of joining with God to bring about the kingdom of God. And we, too, are being called to pay attention to pay attention to the inequality in the world around us. We're being called to confess the ways that we are complicit in this injustice. And we are being called to repent. These woes that Jesus offers us are more words of caution and warning than that of a curse. All is not said and done. Jesus is just saying, don't you realize what path you are on? We still have a choice about whether we heed Jesus' words that push us away from the ways of this world. God promises to bring about a world where everyone is on a level playing field. God promises that one day there will be a world where everyone is well fed where everyone is treated with the utmost value and that every human being deserves. And we are all called to live in such a way as to bring this about. I know that I will never do this perfectly, but God promises to be with me in my clumsy and failed attempts to be faithful to God and to be faithful to what God has called me to do and be. And God will be with all of you. God will be with this congregation as you seek to be faithful to what God has called you to do and be. The world won't always be this way. The world Jesus is going to bring about is remarkably different from our current reality. And thanks be to God for this. And we can already see some glimpses of the way that God is bringing about God's kingdom, bringing about this great reversal of the way the world works. And someday the kingdom of God will be fully present here on earth. And so where is the good news for us? How did I manage to get myself out of that pit of despair when I first really heard this passage in El Salvador? 
Even though I would like to be able to tell you that I now have all the answers, the truth is that even after 10 years and attending seminary, the meaning of this teaching from Jesus is still ambiguous to me. One thing that I did realize in El Salvador is that there is so much in my own life experience that I can't learn about the kingdom of God. There is more to the kingdom of God than I could ever grasp on my own. And so learning about the lives and experience of Salvadorans who were poor and hungry and grieving and mistreated helped me gain a deeper understanding of the kingdom of God. And this is the beautiful thing about the body of Christ. Together, we can all piece together, you and me and my congregation back in Livingston, and every single person who seeks to follow Jesus, we can piece together this understanding of the kingdom of God. And yet, it still remains a mystery. We are all on this plane where we can't quite see. If you also find yourself in this unsure space, I wonder if it means that we are standing with Jesus on this level place. Being on a level plane means that you won't be able to see clearly. If you've ever been to a concert, you know how difficult it is to see through and over people. And so I think it's okay to not have a perfectly clear view to not understand everything without an ounce of doubt. Jesus calls us to come and to create a level place where we can all experience the kingdom of God together. Let it be so. Amen.